You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome to 3AM, where we discuss and dissect the supernatural. I'm one of your hosts, DJ Pasikala. What's the scariest thing that you've encountered? That's been one of our favorite questions for years. 3AM is a result of asking this question over and over again. Stories we share are typically sourced from those we know, our listeners, or personal experience. The validity of which can be determined by you, the listener. While we might not have all the answers, we find the culture and lore surrounding paranormal events and unnatural occurrences fascinating. We hope you enjoy. I have, I think, an unpopular opinion. <laughs> What's that? I think Thanksgiving dinner is one of the most bland meals in the entire year. <laughs> it's like not, I'm not ever crazy about it. One's like, how often do you have really good turkey? It's always dry. And I've had Thanksgivings and like different families, different friend groups, different people making the food. So, and I had five Thanksgivings this year. <laughs> Three Friendsgivings and then. And would you say your theory held up? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just all the same food every time and mostly dry turkey because they make it at home instead of. There's some other good stuff. Like I love stuffing. I was going to say, here's the thing. I love mashed potatoes, gravy, True. stuffing, mm-hmm. twice-baked potatoes. Mm. Oh, my god! What are twice-baked potatoes? Bro, you take a potato, you scoop it out, you, like, mash it up, you throw, like, onions, cheese, salt, pepper, you put it back in the potato skin. Oh. And then, and then you, you bake, bake that little goodness. <laughs> That's cool. Twice-baked potato. That's cool. Mm. That sounds great. It's delicious. Yeah, I do like mashed potatoes as well and stuffing. I the pie ninety or the pie 
that's another story. <laughs> the turkey, 90% of the time, dry and not like seasoned enough. I They're like, a- put gravy on it. It's like, I'm not going to put gravy on everything. <laughs> <laughs> Even though people do, and that's what you're supposed to do, bro. Yeah. And anyway, and pie is my least favorite dessert. So, okay, I think you have an argument. You do. If, have if you argument. lined up all the meats, I wouldn't be taking turkey out first. True, but turkey pesto sandwich, I'll take all day, every day. Turkey in a sandwich is great, and a turkey bacon avocado. Mm. Both of those are like go-to sandwiches. For and me. a turkey lunchable. Come oh, on. Oh, yeah. Mm. You can't go with the ham, bro. You got to go with the turkey or Turkey's pepperoni. Turkey's like refined. Bro. Yeah, it's like the rich kids <laughs> lunchable, though. <laughs> Have you ever had a turkey leg at Disneyland? No. I haven't either. I wonder if it's just a quantity thing. Yet again, people freak out about Disneyland and everything that entails it. That's I think true. it's more, more Churros, novelty. Mediocre there. I've had a better churro. <laughs> All y'all it's can just fight me with that. It's a Disney churro. That's mm, it. Yeah. Well, regardless of DJ's. Uh, attitude about Thanksgiving. We we hope all you enjoyed your your Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yeah. This is a 3 a.m. podcast. Uh, We tell first and second hand scary stories and make jokes about them. And we're just, uh, we're best friends. (laughs) Love these guys. So my name is DJ. My name is Charlie. My name is Sean. And you made it. Yeah. You made it through Black Friday. You made it through Thanksgiving. You made it through Cyber Monday. Guys, if you're enjoying this podcast, download it, review it, like it. Helps. Goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Subscribe. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Tell a friend. That's a big one. That's a huge one. Um, anything else? I think that's all we have to say on that. I was in Portland for Thanksgiving with the in-laws. It was yeah. awesome. We did a hike in the snow up Mount Hood. That looked dope. And I debated on whether or not telling you this for a long time <laughs> because it sounds so stupid. But legitimately, we were hiking up this path way out in the Pacific Northwest wilderness, which if you've been there, it's dense, right? Right. It's snowing. It's near Mount Hood. And I get separated from my entire group because I want to take a ton of photos just in case we need them. Mm -hmm. And up the path, my wife calls my name twice, really loud. So I'm facing up the path and I can hear her calling me. Uh-huh. Um, I yell back like I'm right here I'm taking photos and I start walking and then like half a second later she calls my name from the left of me and I was like I just smiled because I was like this is stupid <laughs> like this is stupid <laughs> this isn't real right and I just started running and I ran up to her I didn't say anything because I didn't want to bring it up but I was like legit creeped out for a second so if you have any stories about <laughs> mimics in the Pacific Northwest, let us know. But I was like, there's no way this is happening right now because like that's our, our thing. And I was like, even if I tell them, they won't believe you. But I swear on everything. I was standing there and all of a sudden I was like, hmm. terrified. Would you say you have a good sense of orientation? Hella good sense. A way good sense. Yeah. I think we all do in our group. I would say Sean's number one. For sure. If you take Sean to a place once, doesn't matter how confusing it is he will be able to get back there. Hmm. Me, it's like once or twice. I, I, I go by like visual landmarks. Mm-hmm. So as long as I can like see something, I can get back. Yeah. Makes it tough to get anywhere on the Great Plains. <laughs> You're like, well, well, there's, there's grass corn. this way. <laughs> <laughs> Dope. I don't know if that was a legitimate experience, but it was creepy nonetheless. That is creepy. I was like, maybe it's an echo I don't know. You could get that around the Mount Hood Forest, National Forest. Um, 
by the time you guys hear this, it'll be long past Thanksgiving. Probably closer to Christmas than it is Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. But a few episodes ago, we covered a topic about Hat Man. You remember? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I have an update. So we released that episode and somebody messaged us and they said, Hat Man is very much a real thing because I've ran into Hat Man a few times in my life. And the last time I was in my early 20s. I think this person is in their late 20s now, so about our age. And she said, I was visiting a friend in Los Angeles. We were getting ready for the night. She left the house for a bit to go run some errands while I was in the shower at somebody else's house. <laughs> so the scene set up perfectly, just totally isolated. In in some place you don't know. Some place you don't know, yeah. Dude, showering at not your shower is already like... <laughs> I know, <a> right? Upsetting. <laughs> so she... Finishes showering, she comes out, she's in her towel, and all the lights are off in the house, and down the hallway, she sees a tall shadow, he's wearing a coat, and he has a hat, like a... Like one of those flat brim? Yeah. 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 And she realized this as she was already walking down the hallway... And he was walking towards her. No. (laughs) I don't like that. (laughs) Dude, when you get scared, how do you usually react? Like when you get deeply scared. For me, I always try to calm myself and like take a step back and like think about what's going on, what's around me, like what I need to do next. Yeah. Rather than like dwell on like, oh no, I want to get murdered. It's tough. I, I usually like... Yelp and straight go into a kung fu stance. Oh, every oh, time I'm I like, see, I see what you mean. <laughs> like, yeah, I always, I mean, we talked about this before, but I'm always Arthur meme with like my fist <laughs> cocked back. Like, yeah, ready to punch something, someone. Dude, when I heard Yelp, I just thought of review. I was like, you review them? <laughs> I like, grab my that? phone and I just complain <laughs> about a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so Hatman is walking towards her and they pass each other. <gasps> what? He like, passes her and continues walking towards the bathroom and she was too freaked out to look back so she like runs out of the house i think she's still in her towel and she like locks like shuts the door and just stays outside she's like calling her friend she's like come back right now like (laughs) so her friend came back checked the house nothing there i don't know how else you can disguise something passing you in a hallway (laughs) what do you mean like how could that be like faked yeah. Like how you can explain that away in your head. Yeah. Like, oh, that had to have been like a. <laughs> Either, yeah. Oh, I don't know. You said it was dark. Enough where she could see the hallway, like the bathroom lit up the, the hallway. Okay. You know, like this right here. If we open the door, you can clearly yeah, see you what's can see in the hallway with yeah, the yeah. light in here. But That one's a tough one. Yeah. That's all she had. <laughs> She's alive to tell you that story. <laughs> yeah. So that story comes from Jamie. She's actually, I think you guys have seen her on the Instagram. Damn. One of our day oneers almost. For real though. She so, real one. Shouts Dude, out. That's hella scary, Jamie. <laughs> that's all I have in uh, <laughs> by way of updates. All right. Do we have a question? Qu- question time. From Aaron. So he said, you're laying in bed home alone at 3 a.m. What sound will be the scariest thing 
to hear at that time. Damn, I'm going to redo that. (laughs) (laughs) So the question is, you're lying at bed. (laughs) Can you do it? (laughs) So you're in your bed. You're lying in your bed at 3 a.m. What would be the scariest sound to hear? Okay. Um, Ooh, right now it would be the sound of Jordan coughing outside my room. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, "The fuck." That would that would be terrifying. Did you hear how in China, like a few people have the Black Plague? Black Plague. It's come back. (laughs) <laughs> so the thing is we're worried that like jordan's gonna get it but he might be the one who gave it <laughs> <laughs> like he's had it yeah and so Just do we but we just don't know yet yeah yeah <laughs> he's the host patient zero um for me i don't know why maybe i heard it in a dream or just made it up in my mind growing up but the scariest sound manifested itself when i saw the movie us Ooh. the way the mom talks do you remember that? Yeah. She's like, like <laughs> it sounds so dumb when I do it, but like the way she speaks in that is like that's that's it. So like a raspy I'm inhale. hearing it finally, like for real. <laughs> and I hate everyone. But yeah. Somebody starts talking to me like that. Yeah, what? Like, go. Leave right now. I don't <laughs> want to talk to you. What if you heard like Pennywise say Hi, Sean. <laughs> I'd be like, who the f- is that? Also, Sean's not scared. <laughs> okay, that's not a good one. Let's think of another one. We've talked about it before, but it would be very scary to hear yourself True. talk mm-hmm. to you. Remember, we're up in Salt Lake, right? Uh-huh. And we we're going to that... What were we going to find? It was up that long road that followed the was river. Was it Kay's Cross? No, it wasn't Kay's Cross. Oh, behind... Like, park like by the Capitol. Yeah, yeah, right by the Capitol. Where we tried to shine the flashlight and see the silhouette of the yeah, girl. Yeah, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And we were like coming back, and that's when we were asking, like, what would be the scariest thing for you to run into right now? Well, explain what that place is. It's, I think it's called Memory Grove, Memorial yeah, Grove. That's what it is. And it's right near the Capitol in Salt Lake. Super pretty. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool park. Closed at night. Um, the gates are open. You can still walk through them. Yeah. But um, the gate to like drive through is closed. But if you go all the way to the back of the park, there's like a dirt road. And you follow that road until it gets, you go until like the road starts curving. And you're in a canyon and it's rural. Mm-hmm. Like there's a nice groomed park. But like DJ said, you get to this dirt road and all of a sudden it's like you're in the wilderness. Yeah. People, I think like jog or like take their dogs there yeah. like during the day. But yeah, there's no... It's like a dead end. Like there's no through traffic really, like especially at night. So we're walking there and the legend is some girl was murdered there. And if you shine your flashlight like a really bright one and let your eyes adjust, turn it off and you should see her silhouette like standing in front of you. So we tried it a couple of times. In a couple different spots too. Mm -hmm. And we went back for a second time and tried it. No go. Neither of them worked, and we didn't see anything. So Here's the thing. We're not going to lie to you guys and make up that we saw something. <laughs> yeah. Didn't see it. Sorry. Check that off the list. But Glad we tried it. But what, Wasn't there a body actually found there? Yeah. Like I a year? Like, yeah. Yeah. So after the first time that I went, you weren't there. You were there that first time. Yeah. Our homie Nolan was there. Janelle was there. Yeah. And I think one or two other people, maybe Jordan. Yeah. Actually, I think Jordan was there too. Yeah. So... We tried it the first time, 
granted, we only had iPhone flashlights. We didn't really plan, so it wasn't super strong. Second time we went back, we had a strong flashlight. Yeah. Still didn't work. But that first time, <laughs> tried it, didn't work. So did you use your camera or the uh, flashlight app? The flashlight <laughs> app, of course. Real quick. <laughs> the flashlight <laughs> had been installed into the iPhone for at least three years at iOS this point. two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And... It, it like it took three or four years for it to be on all of those phones for Jordan to realize that he didn't have to download a flashlight app anymore. <laughs> yeah, like two years ago, I look over and Jordan, I'm like, dude, you know, like turn on your flashlight. He's like, okay. And I see him swipe up and open an app. And I'm like, <laughs> uh. <laughs> that was like the time where like, the cool apps were the ones where you had like beer or water and you would like drink it. Do you remember those? <laughs> dude, my, my one was when you had the gun and you're all, <laughs> cock it back bang bang, bang 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 like, <laughs> we've advanced so far i know we years. really have like the year before those apps like we were all using like blackberries <laughs> flip phones anyway yeah so we went to the park nothing happened not much longer after that it was on the news on ksl yeah and somebody somebody was murdered and like a body was found Wait, after you went there the first time? Between mm-hmm. the first and the second. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know, a couple months after or so. But <laughs> That's wild. I thought it was like 20 years ago or something. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, the girl, yeah, was a while ago, but somebody else died too. So. I, okay, I know, I know, we've probably talked about this before, but my one of my biggest fears about hiking or running is coming across a dead body. How do you think that would affect you guys? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I'd first off just be like, what the F? Start getting really paranoid. Like, what's around me? Start making sure I'm the only one there. Oh. And then call it in. I don't feel like I would have any effect after that, though. Do you know what sucks about that? You are the number one suspect for quite a while till they clear you. Yeah, yeah. But then if they find out somehow that you were there and didn't call in, then you're like triple suspicious. Oh, I didn't yeah. see it. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy, what? It's all your footsteps walk right up to it, around it, and then away. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're like, that's... what? That was me? <laughs> uh, I know someone who told me, I'm not going to name them, but they were like, dude, I would love to find a body. And I was like, what? That's creepy. <laughs> what? Did did they say why? I don't know. They were like, I don't know. It's just interesting to them. They're they're like super into true crime. Mm. So, but I'm not about it. Yikes. Uh, I have a good a good one. Scary. Okay, so you wake up in your bed, and it's pitch black, and you hear a recording of a baby crying. You know it's a recording. <laughs> yeah, it's like like a metallic or like a. Digital recording. Is it like a recording or like a baby monitor? Recording. Mm. That would be pretty scary. It would be. Either way, it would be Because it tells you like three things immediately. <laughs> First of all, there's a baby. But it's like not a real baby. It's someone trying to mimic a baby through a recording. Ugh. I would immediately lock everything. Do we got to grab all the kitchen knives? <laughs> <laughs> Wolverine it. Yeah. Just the butter <laughs> knives, though. <laughs> that would be pretty scary i would have to find out where the recording was coming from i know where you're going though where take it i'm not (laughs) really yeah i just thought that would be creepy oh 
Where did you think he was going? Okay, recently in the past, I don't know. This is I don't know exactly where the data was gathered from, but apparently people have been breaking into houses using that method. Oh, I heard about this. Yes. So there was like a huge <laughs> This is going to make it sound lame because it's from the internet and from Instagram, but it went super viral. I can't even remember what the title of the post was, but it was like a compilation of like things to watch out for when you're like home alone. And it got like a couple million likes on Instagram. One of the things was there's been a ton of reports um, of people hearing like children crying right outside their window or their door. Some people, unfortunately, opened up to it and didn't realize that it was somebody who was had a recording of it and playing it, and they broke in huh. to the house. I thought that's where you were going. Somebody Ooh. sent us that on our Instagram, like Ooh. that post. So that's how I hmm. saw it. And then I saw that like a bunch of my friends had liked it and or well, shared it on their stories. We should see if there's any legitimacy behind it because that's like an old folklore, urban legend. Because mm-hmm. the first time I heard that, I was like 12. And my cousin said someone was killing people that way in Las Vegas. Mm. So oh. that's, it, it makes yeah. sense. And maybe multiple people have done it, but maybe that's an easy thing too. to do. Like it's not far-fetched idea. Yeah. Like everybody has a recording thing on their phone now and Pull can up use YouTube. that to lure people. Yeah. yeah. So that's so wild. Yeah. Be but careful out there. That would immediately, if I heard that, I would, I feel like you can, safely assume that there's like someone who is going to like a not okay level to scare or to like entice you or something you know what i mean like how would you know it's a recording though like you can hear like a, a ping to it or something like a white noise to it possibly you yeah tape recording because like but some like technology's so good now plus and when you're hearing it on the other side of a wall huh. and it's in the middle of the night like i don't know disoriented mm-hmm. okay then maybe even then though i would be like i mean first of all you check in the, the freaking hole on your door <laughs> what but, hole in your door yeah the little freaking people people oh oh front door okay the yeah, people. yeah that makes sense anyway either or it's all kind of scary because even if it is a real kid it's like what are you doing here and why are you crying <laughs> <laughs> go away like, we don't yeah. want the kids here <laughs> cry over there <laughs> Cry to hell. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fun one. Okay. Well, in that case, (laughs) let's uh, see uh, what we uh, tell stories in. Roll, Roll. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. I have benefited from therapy in a way that it's allowed me to feel a lot more light, lightness in my heart, my head, my emotions. If that's something that you are needing, if that's something that's missing, uh, give therapy a try. Give BetterHelp a try. Uh, We want to hook you up um, by getting it off your chest. Uh, and it be a little lighter on the wallet, uh, go ahead and visit betterhelp.com slash 3am and you can get 10% off your first month. 
Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 3 a.m. Hi, Vanessa. Hi, Amy. And hi, Hi, True Crime Crime fans. fans. We're the co-hosts of She Goes by Jane. Every week, we'll be covering the story of a missing or unidentified woman in the United States. Stories you may have heard before. And ones whose stories didn't make it into the news. We've been covering these stories for a while. First in Amy's book of poetry, Doe. And then in Vanessa's documentary, She. But now we want to share them with you here on She Goes by Jane. And each week we'll be joined by a special guest who will read a poem in honor of the women we talk about. Can we say who? We can say who. We'll be joined by actresses like Coco Jones and Gabrielle Ruiz. And musicians like Stephanie Quayle and Kelly Moneymaker. Along with authors like Louise Penny and Catherine McKenzie. So check out She Goes by Jane wherever you get your podcasts. Or check out Evergreen Podcasts and their true crime channel, Killer Podcasts. We can't wait to bring you these stories. Oh. Two. Oh, dude, boy. Oh, 20. Oh, oh crit. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> 16. Okay, me first, and then Charles, then Sean. We usually roll our 20-sided die to determine the order of who tells their story first. Highest goes first. Being that I got a 20, that's me. So this story takes place in Taiwan. Ooh. And some of the background behind this and some of like the culture, I double checked it with one of like my best friend growing up, his younger brother, who's also a really good friend of mine. He lived in Taiwan for two years. And he's fluent in Mandarin. So is Taiwan a part of China? That's a very political question. Oh, well, kind of I like, mean like physically. Oh. Like is it mainland China or is it? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, it's its own island. Taiwan yeah. is an island right off of China. And is Hong Kong in Taiwan? No, no. Hong no. Kong is in mainland, like in, not mainland, but it's in China. Like no, ge- geographically. Uh-huh. It's part of it's mainland part of China. China. Oh. Almost like, like the Vatican, like Rome, like okay. Vatican city okay i think i mixed those up i thought i thought hong kong was the island or something Mm -mm. hong kong has like islands i'm an idiot that are part of it but like (laughs) it's all part of yeah yeah it's connected to mainland china yeah yeah so taiwan is an island separate from china and not (laughs) it's crazy. i don't know it's kind of crazy um i couldn't give you all the right answers on that but this takes place in taiwan i checked some of the uh background of the story and he confirmed uh, a lot of it. So I'll get to that when I get to that. But this person who uh, wanted to remain nameless was hitting up a night market. There's a lot of shops, a lot of food places. And while they were waiting there for, I think, some friends, decided that he wanted to go to an internet cafe uh, for a little bit to, to kill some time. So he's walking through the market and he sees this medium-sized building. It's about six stories tall it's about six stories tall and uh he sees a sign for the internet cafe in there so he walks up to the building opens the door and the whole first floor is dark and kind of dirty and there's a hallway that's lit up in the middle and it leads to an elevator and by the looks of it from what he could tell the building looked like old and kind of unkept which wasn't super like uncommon in, in Taiwan, or at least a part of the city that he was in. But he decides to walk in. He goes through the hallway, and he opens the elevator, and he walks in. And he immediately notices how the elevator feels like brand new and like a nice building. He thinks that's strange, but he doesn't pay too much attention to it. He just wants to get to the internet cafe. 
And he looks at the buttons and he notices that it goes one, two, three, five, six. And in Taiwan, four is the bad luck number. Because four in Mandarin, which is what they speak in Taiwan, or I think is the national language or is the most used language there, because I know there's Taiwanese as well. But uh, four in Mandarin, at least, is se. And se. death in Mandarin is se. se. Yeah, there's a dip in it. Super closely related. So culturally, uh, it's almost like our 13th floor, you know, or the 13th number. There's some buildings and hotels where they just skip the number 13. Yeah. You know, there might be a 13th floor, but they don't have the button for 13, you know. So this one, they don't, there was actually six floors. So there is a fourth floor, but there were only five buttons. So he thinks it's kind of weird that there, is, there isn't a fourth floor button. But he, it's not uncommon because he knows that four is a, is a bad luck number. In fact, my cousin who lived in Taiwan, he said he lived in a couple apartments where they did have a fourth floor with the fourth floor button. And every time he lived on those floors, like rent was cheaper. Whoa, like management nice. was like, yeah, we're like <laughs> rent. We make it cheaper for the fourth floors just a little bit because it's like those floors are bad luck. Like that was the culture there. So he uh, looks at like the directory next to the buttons, and sees that the internet cafe is the sixth floor, top floor. So he hits, hits the sixth floor button, and he whips out his phone, not paying attention. Elevator stops. Door opens, and he starts walking out. And he looks up, and it's like a single occupancy building because he can see almost like the whole floor. So it's not super big, but it's pitch black besides the light from the elevator that's lighting it up. And from... That faint light creep, like coming out of the elevator into that part of the floor, he um, can see that there's some furniture there and there's like white sheets draped over them. And it's dusty and dirty. There's trash everywhere. And it looks like people haven't been there for years. He thinks it's super strange. Again, his eyes are still adjusting to the dark because the light that he's like operating off of is just from the elevator behind him. When he realizes that, you know, there's no internet cafe here, he sees somebody walking in a gown and veil. So this freaks him out. Like a bride? That's what I'm picturing. Uh, Okay. Yeah, same. But that's all he wrote, you know. So he beelines it back to the elevator, looks and sees that none of the lights are lit up on the buttons and looks at the number at the top and there is no number there. And he's like, well, I'm not at the sixth floor yet. So he like hits a sixth floor, light turns on and he's like mashing the close, <laughs> closed door button. And he's going, chick, 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 chick. and the lights in the elevator turn off. <laughs> and he hears, <laughs> And the door closes. <laughs> and he's in pitch black. Pitch black. Inside the... Inside the elevator. If you say he hears a noise in there, I'm walking out. <laughs> the elevator jolts, starts moving. And right before the doors open up and it starts slowing down, the light turns on. He's by himself. And when the 
door opens. He sees a floor filled with computers. And he sees the internet cafe. And he walks out. And he goes to the front desk. And while he's paying for computer time or internet time, um, he says to the girl working at the desk, he says, hey, uh, has anybody... Hey, random question. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, real quick. So... Um, is anyone getting married today? (laughs) Has anybody experienced, and then he shares his experience that he had seconds ago. Also, where's your bathroom? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I gotta change my clothes. My panties. My panties, yeah. (laughs) Uh, That was a weird thing to say. I know. (laughs) I don't know why we resorted to that out of all underwear. But he asks her, and her face like turns to ash like she's just like white and after he tells his experience she says yes some of the workers here and some of the people who are regulars at this internet cafe have had their fair share of stories Hmm. and she says years ago the fourth floor used to be a beauty salon and one of the master estheticians (laughs) (laughs) that worked there uh, for some reason, killed herself. The the way she did it is she slit her wrists and bled out in one of the sinks. After that, they tried to clean it up and continue business, but weird things started happening <laughs> from things moving, like people would set down, I don't know, a hairdryer. Esthetician <laughs> tools. <laughs> yeah, and they would find them like in other places of the room. Like after a while, like they go to the bathroom, come back and it's moved. And like, that just sounds like a troll. But there were several accounts of people getting their hair washed in the sink. And then the color red would run out of their hair into the sink. And that happened multiple times. So after all these weird things started happening, they started losing business. And then they finally went out of business. The owner of that fourth floor tried multiple times to sell it to different companies. And every time a company took residence on that fourth floor, they were never successful in their business and weird things were happening. Ultimately, nobody was taking it. So it's just a vacant lot right now. And after that happened, the person who owned the whole building had the elevator technician come in and change the elevator so you couldn't go to the fourth floor. There's no button to go to it. And change it so that the elevator wouldn't stop at the fourth floor. But people are still running into the fourth floor mm. and having weird experiences, such as this man who had submitted his story. But the rest of the night, nothing else happened. I know who the killer is. <laughs> yeah, it was herself. It's the elevator technician. He, he mm. rode away in to where he can make it stop there. So every once in a while, he he's probably living on the fourth floor, free of rent. <laughs> and just to make sure that no one comes, like once a month, he stops someone there, puts the veil on, gets on his heelys and glides towards them. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, cool, I'm, I'm good for another month. They're going to be scared. <laughs> it's him, bro. I thought you were talking about the girl. You were yeah, no. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. I said she suicide. said suicide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this Epstein thing. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the story of the Internet Cafe in Taiwan. 
a truly scary thing is probably what he looked up on the internet cafe in Taiwan. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Everything there's the dark web. <laughs> Yo, what would you do though? Like you the d- elevator doors open, dark room, lights are out in the elevator now like on the buttons, right? Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> pre you see the dead bride, what is your first thought? Like pre seeing well he said he was pretty distracted walking out on his phone. Right. I could potentially do the same thing. Um, <laughs> I could see me doing the same thing. But the second, I would be like at a level 80 the whole time. I see her. I'd be like, holy crap, get into the elevator, press the button. I'd be 80, 90. But the second that the lights turned off <laughs> and I can hear the thing like gliding towards me, dude. I would start moshing in the elevator. <laughs> just like. Yeah. Trying to punch everything inside. Did you there. ever see that that Japanese game show where yes. the people get in the elevator and they open <laughs> yeah. the side That's panel? That's what I, yeah. With a little kid. Dude, I would cut my wrist into a sink if that happened. <laughs> Bro, I'm swinging on a little kid if I see that. I'd be like, excuse me, where's your nearest sink? <laughs> <laughs> Esthetician. And do you have a serrated blade with you? I'd like to order one suicide. <laughs> Damn dark. <laughs> Dude, but honestly, yeah, I would just start mosh pitting. You're right. That's the only that's the only logical uh, thing to do. Yeah. I'd jump in my corner, I'd strike my kung fu pose. Asian game shows, man. Or pranks. Like uh, the elevator one. Next reverel. I'd be waiting to be like, okay, where are the cameras? <laughs> like mm. And then there's no cameras. <laughs> Just all of a sudden, it's the grudge in here. But yeah. Yeah, the most terrifying part was the elevator to me. I hate it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because, like, if the elevator closed on him and left while he was on the floor, (gasps) like, at least he would have space to run. Yeah. Jump out the window. Or jump out the window. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, moral of the story, just take the stairs, dude. Dude, yeah, because elevators are a little creepy. option. It's good for your heart and for your soul. Take the stairs. And probably your life in some situations. Hmm. I liked that story. That was spoopy. You have any mo? Not right now. Okay. Cool. It's your turn, boy. All right. So last week, at least I think it was last week, you asked a question, DJ, and you asked, did you guys ever have any imaginary friends growing up? So did you ask it for any reason or just... No, just out of curiosity. I didn't have any imaginary friends. I didn't have any friends. Yeah, I didn't have any friends either. We talked about that. <laughs> I was the only child. So. Zero friends, imaginary, For a while. or real. <laughs> cool. Well, this story takes place in the 70s. So the person who submitted this story, it actually happened to his brother a couple years before he was born. But he has since confirmed it with both his dad, mom, and brother. Hmm. So this takes place back in the 70s, in the winter months. So one day, this person's mom and, a, and one of her best friends, they're home with his brother, whose name is Tom. And Tom is like asleep. He's pretty young. He's eight years old. And uh, the mom and the friend are just, you know, relaxing. I think they're having some wine. And they decide to play with a Ouija board. Mm, nope. <laughs> And uh, the dad's away. He's like working or running errands. And they start playing with it. And after a while, it really starts creeping them out. Like the whole vibe changes. And they don't want to play anymore. So they close it up and they put it away. Two nights later, Tom gets a visitor. 
Mm, nope. Nope. So two nights later um, is when this all like really starts. But a young boy starts visiting him. And this boy is super insistent that Tom be his best friend. And at first, Tom didn't really understand what was happening. But, and he would tell his parents. And they thought it was just some normal imaginary friend type stuff. Mm-hmm. So sometimes this little boy would show up and Tom could see him. And sometimes he would only be able to hear him. So he'd be in the room talking to him, couldn't see him. And so it kind of escalated. And this this kid is just super insistent that Tom be his friend. Tom does his best to ignore him. And they, like I said, they thought it was pretty normal stuff until eventually Tom starts getting scratches, bruises, and even chunks of his hair missing. What? What? And so... This is like uh, Danny. What's that? From The Shining? Is that his name? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gets the bruise on his neck. Oh, yeah. Yep. A hickey from the old lady. (laughs) (laughs) That's scarier than what I thought. (laughs) Damn. That's terrifying. Well, yeah, so the parents now are, like, really concerned. And what really scares them is um, he hasn't wet the bed in years. He's eight years old, and he starts wetting the bed. So they know, like, something is up. Like, he's really stressed. Until one day, the mom is in another room, and she can hear her son, and he's talking to someone. And it's like a little kid argument. And basically, Tom is telling someone to go away. Leave me alone. And she's, like, listening, and she thinks it's kind of interesting until it escalates and tom yells like leave me alone you know mom yells out the room shut up (laughs) both you you are alone (laughs) so the mom hears this conversation it's escalating he's showing up with with bruises and then very soon after that even like the next day the mom's cleaning tom's room and she's putting his clothes away and she opens his closet and hanging from the bar is a perfectly made noose. Oh, And it's shit. made out of Tom's clothes. Hmm. So for any mother to see that, she gets super upset, grabs it, and she takes it into Tom. And she's like, why did you do this? And she's showing him. And Tom's like, I told you, it's not me. It's him. And it, no matter how many times she asks, like, why did you do this? He just kept saying, it's him. It's him. And he's bawling, right? Dad comes home, they explain what's happening, and basically right away they move out. They get out of there. Second they leave, Tom stops. He never sees him again, never sees the kid again, never talks about him again. No more scratches, no more bruises, stops wetting his bed. So it doesn't follow him. Right. And then (laughs) several years later, what? Just thought of the movie, It Follows. But this time it stays. It doesn't follow. (laughs) It stays. (laughs) What a boring movie. (laughs) They move out. Ghost is like, damn it. (laughs) Well, uh, I tried. (laughs) I'll wait till the next person moves in. Lazy hauntings. (laughs) Yeah, well, luckily for them, it stays. Uh, Until a couple years later, the mom runs into someone who used to live near them when they lived in that house. And they just got talking and the the topic came up and the mom said, do you know like anything about this house? And the person said, yeah, I know the original owners. Hmm. And explained that the people who owned it back in the 50s. How far away did they move? I think like Like next door? No, to across town. She she said that person knew the owners of that house they came from? Yeah. 
That's super coincidental. She said it said that she it ran was a in, former neighbor, right? Yeah. Okay. So, and she was taking an art class, and this person oh. was in the art class. Okay. So oh, okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So she ran into this lady in an art class she was taking, who happened to live on the same street as her back in the day, and knew the original owners of the house, mm-hmm. and told her back in the fifties, the original people who owned the house it culminated in a murder suicide. So the person who owned it killed its family and then killed himself. Did they say how or give any details? Nope. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, he, they grew up, nothing else ever happened, and this guy talked to his dad, had it all confirmed, talked to his brother, had it all confirmed. Uh, that's pretty creepy. <laughs> the noose? Dude, if I saw that, I'd be like, what is this half-assed noose here? Let me show you how to do a real noose. <laughs> Sean's like, no, no, no. This knot is too loose. <sighs> yeah, so luckily none of us had imaginary friends. But real talk, if your kid did, at what level you're like, okay, that's that's cool. You have an imaginary friend, and the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I actually, now that I think of it, I remember I did have some imaginary friends. <laughs> I was, memories. I was about three or four, and at the time, I was I I liked Peter Rabbit, so like Peter Rabbit and all his like bunny friends were like my homies. <laughs> so I like run around with like the court gun in my yard. I'd be like, "Let's go, bunnies! <laughs> <laughs> Follow me, bunnies! <laughs> my army of rabbits!" Hey, but. I didn't, that did they try to what kill I can you? Remember, <laughs> they didn't no, try to they strangle all, you. They were all homies, dog. <laughs> oh, nice. So, <laughs> as far as I can remember, huh. it didn't last very long. Yeah, right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> right, bunnies. <laughs> DJ tonight's apologizing to him. I'm sorry. I had to tell him that you didn't exist. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Yeah, because either way, if there is an entity that's, like, threatening your child, not cool. Yeah, and you want to take that seriously. If there isn't and your child is fashioning nooses (laughs) and pissing on himself and pulling his hair out, concerning still, so. Both are a problem. (laughs) Yeah. Dang. Cool. All right, I have another quick one. All right, so this takes place in Pennsylvania. And this guy who submitted it said that him and his friends decided to go and explore a cave. And they were pretty stoked. This cave was pretty cool. So they had heard the way to get into it, it was a small hole in the ground, probably like 12 to 18 inches wide, a hole. And it was at the base of a tree. Is this okay. Nutty Putty? <laughs> we're going back it's to called that cave. Nutty Putty Cave. <laughs> Muddy Buddy Cave. Well, I've never heard of that. <laughs> No, this was in Pennsylvania. I don't think it had a name. That's how like little known it was. So they were pretty stoked. And it's the this tiny little hole at the base of a tree. You have to sit down, grab a root, and like slide in. Oh, like feet first? Uh-huh. Okay. Like the slide at like McDonald's, but <laughs> into an underground okay. Viet Cong system. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so they get in. They're with like 8 to 12 people, and they're exploring for... About a half an hour. Wait, so this is a pretty extensive cave system. I think so. Okay. It's over in Pennsylvania. and They got plenty of caves out in there. Right. So 30 minutes in, he gets a tap on his shoulder. Oh. 
What? What? From his brother? From his good friend Dan. Who's oh. behind him. Oh, friend. <laughs> I thought he was by himself. <laughs> no, he's with eight friends. What? I'm just missing all the facts here. Let me start over for DJ. <laughs> Okay, he's with his friends. He's with like his eight to bunnies. twelve friends. <laughs> <laughs> this was me. Yeah, in with his Pennsylvania nutty putty. He had a cork gun. Okay, <laughs> this is fantastic, Mister Fox. Start over <laughs> for those listening because I don't know. <laughs> Pennsylvania, a group of eight friends exploring a cave. Very small opening. They explore it for thirty minutes. When he gets a tap on his shoulder from his friend Dan. Okay, and he turns around. He's like, kind of. It's kind of weird because his friend like you know, furtively taps on his shoulder and he looks back at Dan and Dan is like, dude, he whispers, dude, look at the ceiling. Tells him to look at the ceiling and he slowly looks up and he sees the ceiling and it's a stone ceiling, right? And he sees thousands and thousands of spiders. Oh, hell no. Covering the ceiling. (laughs) And Dan says, like, don't say anything. And he understands Dan doesn't want to tell the group because if he tells them, they're all going to freak out. And it's going to be a way worse situation. Yeah. So the guy, like, his heart's racing. He's trying to, like, play cool, but he's just, like, looking at the ceiling. And as hard as they tried, as best as they tried to keep it a secret, ultimately, everyone in the group looks up. And they all just go dead silent. And he says, when they go dead silent, (laughs) they're all sitting there horrified, staring at the ceiling. You could hear the spiders walking. (laughs) That's how many there were. (laughs) So all of them are sitting there staring at the ceiling and no one could barely move. And the worst thing is, in order to get out of the cave, they have to reach up through the ceiling grab a root and pull themselves up through a hole that is covered in spiders, nests and spiders. Shit, dude. (laughs) So they go back to the opening and our friend has to be the last one. And everyone in the group gets out and they're freaking out. And there's two girls who refuse to do it because you have to get your face within inches of all of these spiders. And after long amount of time, they finally muster up the courage and they jump up. Someone has to grab them and pull them and they just go. Yeah. And until finally he's alone in the cave and he reaches up, his friend grabs him and just pulls him up and he just sees the spiders like right by his face as he passes. (laughs) (laughs) And so they get out of the cave and forever when they first heard of the cave, they were wondering why they had never heard of it before. <laughs> and he's like, we now know why we had never heard of it before. <laughs> and furthermore, they looked it up and it's, it's uh, off limits in the fall because of rattlesnakes. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Apparently it just fills up with rattlesnakes. <laughs> so he was like, F that cave, dude. <laughs> well, hopefully no one listening to this has arachnophobia or what is the one for snakes? Uh, a snake-nophobia. Slytherin-nophobia. I was going to say, dude, where was Aragog in all of this? <laughs> For real, dude. Did oh. they start getting bigger as they went further into the cave? <laughs> 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 I 
And then this uh, Ford Angler came out of the forest and ran <laughs> over all the spiders. This blue Ford Angler. Just the real MVP. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, kind wow. of a different scary story, but nonetheless terrifying to me. I'm usually not... Like, are there any insects that scare you? If they're... Yeah. I don't like roaches. I Cockroaches don't. are the most terrifying thing, and centipedes. <laughs> I was centipedes, about to say centipedes are actually scary. Both of which were a thing in Hawaii growing up. So oh. like, we didn't have spiders in Hawaii. There's no snakes in Hawaii. So we didn't really have to worry about that. So not, nothing else really scares me. There's a lot of geckos. Those are fun to catch in the house. But some people are <laughs> terrified of lizards or friends. things that like squirm, you know, snakes. <laughs> I'm not like terrified of spiders. I'll kill them if I see them or try really? to like, let them I out. I always leave spiders because they eat cockroaches or like other insects. Dude, if they're I mean, in my house, I'm letting them out. If they're like being scary, <laughs> yeah, I'm killing them. The there was this one time uh, when I was in the Philippines and in my bathroom – there was a spider that was about six inches from end to end, and it was just sitting there. So imagine cutting my hand off and putting that on a wall. And putting it <laughs> on a wall. So the first time I saw it, I was like, holy sh... <laughs> and it didn't move. So I didn't do anything. I was like, okay, you do you. I'm going to do me. And it stayed that way for weeks. Hmm. Like it did not move. And then one day I go in there, and it's gone. And I was like... This is worse. This is worse. <laughs> Somehow this is worse. And then I see it running across the floor. I pick up one of those pails from our little showers and smash it like oh. 17 times. I was like, you should have you should have stayed there. We had a truce. Yeah. You crossed the line, homie. <laughs> so once they're scary, then I'll kill it. But like, I mean, I don't mind them if they just do their thing. Right? For the most part, they're pretty harmless and yeah, do their own thing. Yeah. But then they start running across the floor like my hand, like the freaking Adams family. I remember uh, in the Philippines being a third world country, there's a lot of people who just walk around and ask for money. Children do it, and they usually do like sing a song, make it cute, you know. So I was living on the island of Negros. Whoa, bro. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and super beautiful, super beautiful. A lot cooler weather. They had like a lot of American food there, uh, super green, cool place. People were friendly, but uh, it was Christmas time. So kids once in a while, maybe like two or three times a week would like come caroling at our doors and then they expect you to give them a peso or two or whatever. Yeah. One morning I get a knock at the door and I know it's some kid trying to ask for money <laughs> and it's just him. Usually there's a big group of them, <laughs> and he's not singing. <laughs> I was like, man, you are the laziest beggar out of all of them. <laughs> but he uh, he has his hands behind his back, and he brings his hands out, and he has a tiny garden snake. <laughs> oh. And he holds it up <laughs> for me, and I was like, okay, that's cool, that's cool. <laughs> and he grabs it, <laughs> puts it to his nose. And it starts <laughs> licking the inside of his nose. <laughs> and I burst out with laughter and I go grab my wallet. <laughs> you have I earned it. Five pesos. <laughs> Don't tell your friends though. <laughs> wow. That's a hard one to top. <laughs> it was so funny. He like had his like tongue stuck out and he's like, mm, like <laughs> just was cleaning the rim of his nostrils. Oh, that's <laughs> so weird. He's got a snake rim job on his face. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> but 
That's the type of stuff you were into <laughs> in the Philippines. Shut up, dude. Oh. oh, gosh. Did you have anything else? No, not from this one. All right. Oh, Sean, you up. I got a story. This actually just happened this summer. And to me, it's one of the most terrifying things because I've actively envisioned myself in this scenario and this happened to someone. That's weird to hear Sean say that something would scare him. (laughs) Okay. So this guy whose name is uh, Colin is turning 45. And so for his 45th birthday, he's going to summit a mountain. He goes up to British Columbia and this mountain is pretty remote. So he first has to take a boat. I'm sorry. British Columbia is Western Canada? Western Canada. So this like is above just above Seattle. Yep. Okay. okay. Yep. Um, so first of all, he has to take a boat to get across uh, this lake to an old logging town where he decides to stay. And then afterwards, he has to take this old logging road. And you know you've been out in the mountains where there's really just two like uh, tire tracks and then a bump in the middle, right? (laughs) Yeah. So he then gets on his mountain bike and he rides this uh, logging road up to another place where he camps. So he's out there. He's out there in the middle of nowhere. After he gets to this place where he camps, he goes and summits, comes back down. Everything is still chill. He's thinking about how he's going to celebrate his 45th birthday with his family and all this. He gets on his mountain bike and starts going down back towards the logging road. As he's going down, he comes around this corner and a hundred yards in front of him is a grizzly bear. And it's just standing there and it's on the opposite tire track. So he's on adult. As far as he can tell, it's about a hundred yards away. Sure. And he's on the right side. It's on the left side and he has to go that way in order to get home. Then all of a sudden, the bear starts slowly just coming towards him. <sighs> Freaking. Now, he had bear spray with him, and it had fallen out of his backpack somewhere. <laughs> so he did not have his bear spray anymore. So <laughs> as it's coming towards him, he takes out one of his hiking poles and ex- fully extends it to kind of at least... Get oh, so he's good. He's good. Uh, something <laughs> he's in stick. the way, right? And... It just keeps getting closer, eventually to the point where its head is at the front tire of his bike on the other side of this tire track. And he hops off his bike, so his bike is kind of in the way, at least, and with his pole in the other hand. And it just kind of lowers its head and continues walking. As its butt gets to the back tire, and he thinks he's like home free, He's like thinking, man, it would have been cool to have my camera right now so that I could have filmed a bear walking right by me. And as he has this thought and the bear gets past his bike, it does a 180 turn and just faces him. So he flips the bike around and still has like the... Uh, the uh, Hiking pole. The hiking pole just kind of out in front of him. And the bear just kind of stands there for a second then shakes his head and, like, starts coming towards him. Freak. So he, like, chucks the pole at the bear. Okay. <laughs> and 
like starts backing away. Minus one hit point. <laughs> takes his backpack off because it has like some food in it. So he thinks maybe throws it at the bear, like not to hit it, but be in front of it so that it'll maybe eat the food. And the bear kind of stops, sniffs it briefly, and then keeps coming. And then starts taking like these whacks at it with his paws. So, or he, he starts, the bear starts taking whacks at him, him and the bike with his paws. And then in an instant, the bear jumps at him and like bites him around his abdomen and like picks him up. At this point, he like his thought process is what are you supposed to do? Like in the scenario, there's those emergency guidebooks. So he starts stop, stop drop, and roll. No, uh, play dead, uh, duck and cover. No, poking it in the eyes. Oh, okay, savage. And then the bear didn't really like that, so it started shaking him and pulls him off to the side of the road. So his like torso's on the road, his legs are kind of hanging off of the road at this point. He's still in one piece. Okay. I was okay. like, um. But he's like half on the road, half not. And the bear just kind of is chewing at him a little <gasps> bit. At this point, he's just kind of poking at the bear again. And then the bear like drops him and then takes another bite at his thigh. And he said he could just see the yellow teeth of the bear and hear the grinding of his bones as the bear was biting him like a dog chewing on a bone. And (laughs) at this point, he remembers a pocket knife that his dad had given to him that was a little like off-brand junk pocket knife. He starts reaching for it. He grabs it. Off brand, <laughs> yeah. So not like a like a like great value <laughs> yeah, pocket yeah. knife. Yeah, like now, bro, Kirkland dog, like Shasta, <laughs> Doctor Pib. <laughs> he he finally gets it out of his pocket and just like shoves it up into the chest of this bear, and the bear kind of stops and like bites down again, and so he stabs it in the neck, and then all of a sudden the bear just starts like bleeding he could just see a stream coming out of the bear he hit an artery maybe the bear lets go starts walking off and he's just like laying on the ground and he says he remembers the thought of now you're bleeding too and don't run away so fast i want to keep stabbing you oh god those are the thoughts going through his mind at this point and then eventually as this bear gets out of sight he kind of crawls army crawls over to back back to his bike he still has to get down to this logging town and then across. No, he said there were people in the logging town. So he gets on his bike and he has one leg just basically not able to do anything. So he's balancing and then pedaling with the right leg. Oh. And eventually, and he said he tried to coast as much as he could, eventually makes it back to this logging town. And they call for the search and rescue and they airlift him out to a hospital and he survives. They then hunted down the bear. So Forest Services went on a search for the bear. After about a week, they found him. Now they said that this bear basically played cat and mouse with them for like a week. Like they would find him and then he'd be gone. And Almost like he knew knew he was being pursued. Like he knew he was being pursued. And they said, based off of their like past experience, they suspected this bear was trying to attack people which is not normal for bears, but something must have happened to where it was then attacking people. 
but he said afterwards he like he couldn't remember maybe it was like a small bear and that's why he was able to get away but then they told him hey yeah this is a 4 or 5 year old grizzly bear oh it's so just a big this boy huge animal and he survived to tell the tale. And then he got his Oscar. <laughs> yeah. You can watch all of this in The Revenant. <laughs> it's true. And now we're saving global warming. Hey. hey. <laughs> uh, when you were growing up and you had a bike, did you ever have one with like pedals that were like metal claws for the pedals on the bike? Oh, yeah. And then you would misstep. And it whip around and hit you in the shin. Dude, that was the worst. I bet it felt exactly like that. <laughs> <laughs> then you have to go home with like one leg like <laughs> so i can relate to this dude what yeah. i want to know is when you get bit on the side what do you do dude where do you put a tourniquet like he did mention <laughs> Just end it. no more blood he had said it was in his abdomen here so i don't know like he must have missed like anything super important but then he did mention like cutting taking off his shirt and making a tourniquet for his leg Yo, I'm about to go 100% bro jogan. Bro jogan. I'm about to share some bro science, but this is what I've heard of bears. <laughs> <laughs> so, bears don't immediately like they don't they aren't born with an instinct to hunt and kill humans. Right. But what can happen is if a bear gets hungry enough, it will try to eat anything, including humans. So, we're not like normally their target, yeah. but once they do eat a human or taste human flesh, Apparently, we taste so good to them that it can turn that bear into a human eater. I think the same goes for tigers, right? Yeah. So they will then, after they like taste human, they will specifically target human and want human. So if a grizzly ever does eat a human or attack a human, they have to find it and kill it. Otherwise, it will become a huge problem. Yeah. And there is this one bear. You should try and look him up. Um, I don't know how you'd look it up, though. But it was a grizzly bear who had attacked and killed so many humans and people have tried to kill it for so long when they finally downed it its head first of all was like this big i feel like i've heard about this and inside its head was like 30 bullets holy just pistol bullets and things like that (laughs) like just like lodged into a skull this is the actual terminator and so it was like the last so many people like tried to defend themselves and just got eaten by this guy and his paw was like your chest (laughs) so huge when i heard this story like i thought about when i was in alaska because i went on one hike i mean i I hiked a whole lot while i was there but there was one specifically and mind all of you out there sean went all by himself to alaska he sean takes a lot of solo trips with his which is cool but he was hiking in the wilderness of alaska (laughs) all by himself did you have bear mace i had bear mace with me and as I'm hiking through this like wooded, like heavily wooded and like green forest area, I just get this feeling that I should turn around. Ooh. And I was like, no, I'm good. And I kept hiking for a solid 10 minutes and I get this feeling again, turn around. And so I turned around. I don't know, like, because I did a bunch of other hiking the rest of the time. I had the bear mace the whole time, but that hike specifically, I was like, no harm in turning around. I'll go do something else. Huh. Well, I'm glad you did. Good on you. But I've actively like envisioned that scenario and 100%. what would happen. Yeah. So that when I when I heard it, I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. <laughs> I my cousin Matt 
who lives in Australia. <laughs> the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Everything's trying to kill you down there. Bro, I just had an aneurysm. No, uh, my cousin Matt, who lives in Alaska, uh, shout out Matt, but he said he's lived there for like four or five years, and out of the list of everything that he's the most afraid of, grizzlies are like two or three, and number one is moose. Moose will F you up, dude. He's terrified of moose. He like has heard and seen enough things where like he's like, they are no joke. They will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and we were there, and we saw a moose, and all these all these uh, tourists are like trying to go up and take photos, including me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> moose are the size of like houses. Mooses. <laughs> Moosin'. <laughs> <laughs> like howitzer tanks, like, <laughs> bro. Anyway, that's terrifying. Yeah, no, it was. I was like getting goosebumps as I was reading this. I was like, this is actually terrifying to me. All right, so we know what Sean's bears, Sean's scary thing is bears, <laughs> bears. <laughs> cool. Well, how you guys feeling? I feel. I feel good. Cool. I feel. <laughs> I don't know. What do you what what are you supposed to do when a grizzly bear like you're encountered with one? Run. I've heard and zigzag through trees. No, no, no. So the grizzly bear, you're not. They will catch you. They're fast. They're like yeah. they can yeah, run I know forty like, miles yeah. an hour. Those but are the ones you're supposed to play dead. Here's mm-hmm. what I've heard. You're supposed to play dead. You're supposed to try to cover the back of your neck mm-hmm. with your hands and be as limp as you can, but chances are you're dying. Yeah. Like you have a 99% chance of dying or something. In the off chance that they leave you, if you play dead, the reason is, I've heard, they will try to like half bury you because rotten meat is more pungent and tastes stronger. So their thought is, I'll kill you, I'm going to half bury you, and I'll come back for you like in a couple days when you're rotting, and I'm going to eat you then. So that's what I've heard. Huh. It's like the brown, or sorry, the black bears that you want to like get big and like scary because they'll run away. But the grizzlies, you're supposed to. It's funny because sharks or have a big gun. <laughs> Earlier, you were talking about like poking eyes, bears, and how like once they taste humans, then that's like all they'll try to go for. Sharks are like the opposite. It's like they don't like the taste of humans. Like they aren't, they can't see very well, so they use their nose and their. Their taste. So when they bite you and they realize, oh, you're not a turtle or seal. a sea lion or a seal, yeah, then they let you go. But most of the time they do let go, I feel like. Huh. Yeah. Well, and sharks get a bad rep too. Just like. So unfortunate. Yeah. Shout like out they, One Ocean Diving for keeping us in the yeah. loop. I know. We went, so like a year ago? Mm-hmm. August last year. Every time I go home, um, I'm from Hawaii. Every time I go home, wait, I, what? I, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. For all the noobs out there, but um, every time I go home, I take a group of friends with me. I've probably taken like six groups. Um, but last year was the first time I took a group shark diving, and it's something that everybody wanted to do. Like we've talked about it for a while, so we went with this company called One Ocean Diving. Shout out! And uh, they're really well known. Uh, around the world for their like conservation efforts with uh, ocean life, especially sharks. Yep. And uh, they've been all over the world like studying sharks. The CEO, her name is Ocean Ramsey. I think she's like sponsored by GoPro. But like, if you've ever seen videos 
of a girl swimming with like great whites. Yeah, that's it's probably her. yeah. Yeah, so that's her company, and we got to go and you swim outside of the cage, and they taught us about like the relationship with, like like we have we humans have with sharks and how important it is, and while you're going out like a couple miles out into. The open waters, the of open the ocean. water, deep blue sea. It's so weird the color of the ocean. How bl- like this sounds dumb, but like how deeply blue it is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because like I think most people are used to the color of the ocean when you're at the beach, but when you get deep sea, it's all of a sudden like this, just deep blue. Mm-hmm. And what kind of sharks were they? Uh, Galapagos sharks, I think, which are not too dangerous. Right? Yeah, they average around like eight, eight feet. Yeah, but they're still... Some go up to like 12... Sizable sharks. Yeah, yeah, like bigger than any of us. Yeah. For sure. And yeah, they were telling us how it kind of... Like as we got in, the sharks, they like they lower. So they're, they're below you. There's a hierarchy. So like the alpha sharks or the ones who are, I don't know, more powerful or respected in their, what, pack? Yeah, yeah. Um, they I just have the, the most street cred. Yeah, the most street cred. <laughs> and then the, the humans sharks. get in the water. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, (laughs) But they're usually, they stay higher. Yeah, they're like above everybody. So there's like levels, like actual levels to them. So when we're there, they're talking about how we have to like be on top of them. We have to, we can't turn our backs. We have to maintain like eye contact with the sharks. Be dominant. Yeah. Yeah. Be be the dominant species and then they respect that. Yeah. You know, they don't chum the waters or anything. It was super like all natural, like it was one like an insanely unique and cool experience, but mm-hmm. then it was also really educational. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they Super, taught which was you awesome. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the feeling like, how did you feel right before getting in? I'm not gonna lie, it was like this was is a- crazy. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. the guides who were with us, I think there was maybe three or four, and they're all young. Yeah, like our age. And okay, get they're, in. They're just ocean <laughs> folk. <laughs> they're like, they're I don't know, but we're going out. They're teaching us about sharks, so. Hopefully, if you're scared, by the time you get there, you're feeling a lot more comfortable. You understand your role and mm-hmm. their role and how to what to do. Um, and we get there and like, okay, this is the place. And then one of them, they're like, I'm going to go check it out. And if it's good, then it's your turn. <laughs> she jumps out. She's swimming around the boat. And she's there for two minutes, three minutes. And then she gets back on the boat. I was like, all right, everybody jump in the water. <laughs> and I think you went first in our group, right? I, I might have first or, sec- first or second. I was really excited. At oh, no, no point, it was MJ. Oh, was it? Yeah, she went first. Okay. <laughs> Gosh. But yeah, it's like you get on the side of the boat and you're about to jump into the ocean where there are 30 sharks below you. And here's the thing. They're not trained. Nope. So it's like as much as it's like safe, things can go wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you jump in and you look down in your mask and it's just a huge school of sharks. <laughs> and they're just, they're big too. They're like six, seven, eight feet. So the creepy thing, the creepy thing for me was okay. You know, you get in the water, and the sharks start to go down as more people get in the water, and then as you start to get out, they start coming back towards the surface. They're like re uh, get, like, positioning their reclaiming their space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was one of the last people to get back in the boat from our group, <clears throat> and um, I was just kind of looking one direction, and I turn around, and there's this shark like thirty feet away from me, maybe three feet down from me. So they had risen to that level. And at that point, I was like, nope, I'm getting back in the boat now. But that was like, it was real at that point. I was like, damn, this is scary. Real fun. Awesome experience. I had had a blast. It was beautiful. Oh, it was way fun. I swallowed three huge mouthfuls of (laughs) seawater. I got more seasick, more sick than I've ever been in my life. 
I got back to shore and I barfed in some oh. some bushes and hella chickens ran up and just started eating, <laughs> feasting <laughs> on my barf. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mele Kaliki Maka. Oh, Shaka Mahalo. Let's get some tacos. <laughs> Dude, shout out. Um, sharks. Sharks. Shout out bears. Shout out nooses. <laughs> no. <laughs> shout out Taiwan. Shout yep. out the number four. Yep. No. <laughs> Wait, what? I don't know if I get this shout out thing. <laughs> uh, shout out Plan a Funeral for the imaginary friend story. Oh, uh, yeah. Shout out Peter Rabbit. Shout out thousands <laughs> of spiders for the second story. <laughs> You're my homie, Peter. Dude, all the shout outs. <laughs> my bunnies. Dab me up, boys. Fist bumps. Hit me up. Uh, popping. Also, man. shout out Aiden, my little brother. So shout out. He's our I know we call Kevin our intern, but it's just kind of a joke. He's not our intern at all. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's just one of our best friends. But Aiden, my little brother, is actually like our first intern. He's doing work for us. Oh no. And he's helping me a lot with the YouTube channel. So he goes through and painstakingly listens to each of each of our episodes. <laughs> and he finds when we tell different stories and he gives me the timestamp so you can just click right to it. Dope. If you want to click through and listen to specific stuff, mm-hmm. so that sh- amongst other things, yeah, yeah. So that, yeah, that's just one of the things mm-hmm. he's doing. So yeah, yeah. shout out Aiden. Thanks, Aiden. You thank the man. you, Aiden. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You guys got any? No, I'm I think good. I'm good to go. Um, once again, if you're if you like what you're hearing, find us on Instagram if you haven't already. Give us a follow. Say what's up. We reply to almost every message. Yeah, uh, at least try to reply to every message. Uh, subscribe, download, and yeah, podcast app. If you could rate, rate, review, or download our episodes, you don't realize how much that helps us. Mm-hmm. So we really appreciate any of it. Yeah. Also, subscribe to us. That way, you can see when our episodes come out on whatever podcast app you are using. Yeah, and on YouTube as well. Yeah, on YouTube. But either or, we're happy to have you, folks. In the meantime, trust your gut and watch your back. Bye. Love you. Be safe. I'm going to change it up. Be careful out there. Mm. Ooh, I like it. Be careful. Bye-bye. Or else. Or else. might be surprised to know that not all serial killers are straight cisgender white men and the victims of true crime are not a monolith either she's wendy and i'm beth and together we host fruit loops serial killers of color a true crime podcast together we take deep dives into the true crime stories about marginalized and minoritized perps and victims that often go untold we also provide the context and nuance that these stories deserve at fruit loops we're serving up true crime with a side of history society culture and some fun. Listen to Fruit Loop Serial Killers of Color on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) 
Hi, I'm Sean McCabe. And I'm Carrie McCabe. We are, well, married, obviously, (laughs) but we're also obsessed with the darker side of things. True crime stories, alien abductions, poltergeists. If it leaves you scratching your head and keeping those lights on at night, we want to hear about it. That's why we host the podcast Ain't It Scary with Sean and Carrie. Every week, we bring our listeners a true story guaranteed to send chills down your spine, from history's most brutal serial killers to the mystery of spontaneous human combustion. Yep, lots of these stories leave unanswered questions behind, and you'll get to poke through the rubble of the evidence with a hardened skeptic and... Someone whose mind is more open to fun. Yeah, that's what I was going to (laughs) say. You can find Ain't It Scary with Sean and Carrie wherever you get your podcasts, and on social media at Ain't It Scary. Come play with us.